This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. It is the Packet 8 toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. So do enjoy those. Freetalklive.com. We start things out by going straight to the phones and to the fun. Let's go to the amplifier lines and talk to Josh in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Josh. Hey, yes. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, about uh, 10 minutes ago, I was having uh, a debate with my dad and my friend. Uh, sitting at the dinner table, and uh, I don't remember how it happened, but minimum wage got brought up, and uh, I, yeah. think, I think it was, I think it was because my mom said something about how they're raising it or whatever. Well, they're talking about it. The uh, the Dem- it's one. It's I think it's on the list of things that the, the Democrats would like to get done, and George Bush has pledged his support for it. So I mean, it's pretty much in the bag at this yeah, point. It's a done deal. And I was telling him like how I didn't think it was a good thing and stuff, and. Uh, he said he kept bringing up that uh, you have to have like a starting point for a worker. Like, like there has to be you know a starting like a set amount. Well, and I said that I didn't think the government should be forcing businesses to you know have to have a starting point. Well, not only and, are they forcing businesses, but they're forcing the uh, agreement between the business uh, the business owner and the employee. And is there a starting point for the price of a gallon of milk? Yes, there is by law. Right, it's well, a mandate. Well, bad people, item to g- choose. Generally, people don't know that. All right, is there a starting price for a loaf of bread? I mean, it you know it costs a certain amount to to have the employees there. I mean, you know they're worth what they're worth, and um, you know people and then the employers are going to bid against each other for better employees. Where did it go from there, Josh? Uh, then he and then he went to some tirade about uh, legal immigrants <laughs> and how. There's a he said something about like a white American worker and he, and he's willing to work for twenty bucks or whatever and but there's an illegal Mexican that's willing to work for seven and I said what's wrong with using the uh, illegal Mexican and he said well that's exploitation that's just exploitation oh yeah there exploitation's an easy word to sweep it all under the carpet with but um you know I mean. Uh, Exploitation presumes that the individual involved absolutely has no clue what is going on, that they're completely being used, they're being taken advantage of in some way, and that's not the case at all in a free market or a somewhat free market where you can go and work where you would like to work. If there's exploitation involved with illegal immigrants, it's as Mark has pointed out in the past, and that is that you hire the illegal immigrant and then you exploit that individual by saying, if you try to leave... I'm going to call the INS or ICE on you. That would be exploitative, but it doesn't have anything to do with the price that they're being paid. Yeah, he said that you're basically forcing somebody to work, and I said, how is that force? And he said, well, their economic situation forces them to have to work for you. No, their economic situation. I would say under the illegal circumstances, he may very well be telling the truth because, um, you know, there's there's other uh, factors that go into it. But if you're talking about somebody who's, um, you know, uh, who's a legal alien, who's allowed, you know, just come to this country and they've got all their papers, they can work wherever they want to work. An illegal person may be very well indentured to the person to whom they're working because that person may turn them in if they quit. Um, but you know that's that's the nature of uh, you know having laws surrounding immigration. 
Right, but his original objection was with the minimum wage without even bringing up the immigration issue. So it's clear he believes that, uh, what, did, what did he say should be a starting point? I mean, his presumption is that the government, some arbitrary group of bureaucrats, must decide at what point people can start getting paid. And that's an insult to individuals being able to make their own decisions for themselves. He's suggesting that people are so stupid that they can't even make their own uh, business deals. They can't even arrange their own uh, deals with their employer as to what they get paid. And I think that's an insult to people. Yeah, and it's also, it, you know, but they, these people that are that dumb are just, uh, you know, I mean, how can they possibly go out and shop for groceries, too? Yeah. I mean, they don't know anything about money, apparently. There you go, Josh. Anything else for us? Uh, that's it. Thanks for the call, man, and good luck with your future conversations with your dad. 800-259-9231. It's always tough, you know, talking to family about these well, things. His dad brings up a very uh, a relevant issue, um, which is, you know, illegal immigration and uh, all the problems that it brings. I mean, people often don't look at the uh, the solution of doing away with the uh, INS and, and all ICE and all of its uh, surrounding regulations and legis- mm-hmm. legislation, but... That really would solve those problems. Sure. People don't look at it. They live in this sort of world where they believe that it's impossible to get rid of these things. And it's understandable. A hundred years ago, we didn't have them. Right. It's very difficult to get rid of government programs once they've started. It's just that defeatist attitude that really bugs me when I hear people um, spouting it off, people who normally would agree with what we're saying. But then when you suggest a real pro-liberty solution like, well, let's get rid of government welfare or... Well, let's get rid of government Social Security and replace it with something voluntary instead. Well, they say, oh, no, that'll never happen. Well, only because you don't believe it will. Only because people like you have been defeated by those who are in the system, those who have interests in government. You've been defeated. You believe that it has to be the way it is from here on out. And as you point out... It wasn't that way before. No. There's no reason why it can't go back the to being that way again. The socialists got in there and changed it this way. Why can't we get in there and change it back? We can. And that's what we need to do. I think that's going to be the turning point, Mark, is getting people, like the, the turning point between uh, liberty and statism, mm-hmm. is going to be getting people, average people, to believe that liberty is possible again. Because they don't right now. No. They don't. First of all, they don't even really know what it is. So many people believe they're and, free right now, but they're, they're not really. And so they don't know they're not free. They don't know what true freedom is. They don't know that they really could benefit from it. They don't see how uh, their lives could be so much better. And even if you could paint all those pictures for them, even if you could fill on all those blanks and get them to understand it, then they don't believe it's possible. So that's inevitably where we have to go. We have to give them the courage and the strength to believe that we can turn it around. And to try to envision what the world would be like um, when it was turned around. I mean, often people, they can't imagine. What would things, if there was no minimum wage, people would be getting paid a penny an hour. <laughs> as though, as though they really. Ne- well, they've obviously never thought even ever, any further than that thought. Right. Like, they'd only get paid a penny an hour. Click. They never, th- yeah, that's it. End of, end of thought process. Because if you just think a little bit further and you think to yourself, well, what would I think if a potential employer, if I went in and applied for a job at uh, Walmart or Kmart or whatever, McDonald's, and they came back and said, how does one cent an hour sound, son? <laughs> you what know, would you think to that? I, I, and what would you say? What would, what, would anybody, what would an illegal immigrant say? They'd all say, no, I'm just no thanks. I'll stay in Mexico. For that. Right? It'd be something awful that they'd, yeah. uh, they'd say. So, uh, you know, it doesn't. 
you know, employees are a commodity. It's something you buy in order to be able to do right. your business. In the same way that a loaf of bread is a commodity that you buy in order to be able to make a sandwich. If you don't have bread, you don't have sandwiches. If you don't have employees, you don't have a business. Right. No. You have to pay for these things. And, you know, a loaf of bread costs... Uh, last time I bought a loaf of bread, it was like a buck. Maybe it's probably two now. Um, it's buck 39. I don't really know much about buck loaves 19. of bread. Buck um, 19. Okay. It's, it's that. And... Uh, you know why isn't then, then why aren't all the people in the world only paying a penny for a loaf of bread? Supply because and demand. No one will supply them with bread for a penny. That's why. There's no employer out there who's foolish enough to offer somebody that sort of chump change. Well, they may there may very well be some an employer that would offer a penny and He'd learn they, real quick. They wouldn't have any employees. Right. So it's like people just they go to the absurd, they go to the extreme, and in their mind, it's okay. In their mind, going to the extreme, saying, oh, they'd only offer me a penny, would uh, it, it's like completely all right in their head to go that far. They don't even realize the absurdity of what they're saying. They believe that people are so bad. They believe that, and, and also this, go, this um, says something about what people think of other people. Like, they think that other people are so bad and so devious that they'll do whatever they can to take advantage of somebody else. But yet, for some reason, government people right. are okay if people, and they're good? If employers are bad enough to do such a thing, then wouldn't it, doesn't it stand to reason that there are other bad people out there, like politicians, mm -hmm. who are um, bad enough to get in there and actually make something that is, is, um, is bad to the economy as the minimum, minimum wage is? I mean, it's bad for the economy. It's not. It's not the worst thing for the economy. Right. I, I don't mean to, to. You know, there's there's certainly worse things. It's kind of Mickey Mouse, but it's bad for uh, people that would work for wages below minimum wage. The toll free number for you is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The packet eight toll free line. Speaking of bad bureaucrats, it's a story out of Massachusetts about them preventing a fetish event. We'll find out what that's all about. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet 8 toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the archives. That's right, an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. And what's your liberty issue? Is it taxes? Well, register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers include Christopher Gronsky the New Hampshire coordinator for the We the People Congress and a taxpayer activism panel. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information. That is freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And, of course, you can get registered there as well. To the phones, to the fund, Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian yeah, and Mark. Hi, hey, Paula. What you're talking about is very important about this liberty. and Yeah, liberty you know, is important. This, this is really bad that our leaders treat this country like we're all slaves. And this is wrong. Because even God calls our leaders our shepherds, and they're not, not supposed to you know, mistreat their people. You know? Well, the first thing that you've got uh, wrong in your head, Paula, is the word leaders. Uh, I don't know about you, they're but the people in Washington, D.C. are not leaders of mine. That's uh, right. Individuals have to choose their leaders if they indeed want to have leaders, and they have to choose them on a voluntary basis. Those people right. are, are uh, scam artists. They are yep. violent. Uh, yep. They are thugs, and yep. I have no respect for, um, for any of them. That's right. They're, uh, God calls them misleaders. You know the, how they mistreat their people. And, I mean, we need to get this country back to God. I mean, we're Israel here. 
Well, I'm an atheist, so you know you, you can give the country to whoever you want. Uh, personally, no, I just want to live my life without people wife. screwing if around. If you read in Ezekiel 34, it'll tell you what you're talking about, and it, it tells you how they're mistreating their people. And God is very angry. He's, he's well, people in positions of power, I mean, have been mistreating people for a long, long time. That's certainly nothing new. That's right. And so I what are you going to do people, about it, Paula? Huh? What are you going to do about it? Well, the people have got to stand up and say, this is not going to be like this anymore. You're going to, you know, you're going to do right. And thank God, Nancy Pelosi, she's a good Christian woman, and hopefully this is going to help the situation. Wait, what do you, th- you think Nancy Pelosi is going to change everything? Well, and- not only her, but I mean, the thing is, the people have got to tell the, co- you know, the leaders, you know, it's not going to be like it was anymore. I mean, it's going to change. We're going to take yeah. our liberty back. Matter of fact, we've got to take back our Republican federal government because it was taken away from us. Well, people aren't saying that, Paula, and they aren't, they aren't doing that. And so until they do start to do that, Nancy Pelosi and the Republicans and the Democrats are all going to continue acting as though they're our rulers and not elected representatives. Well, and- a lot of people are not doing anything because they feel like, you know, they shouldn't do anything. But they're wrong. They've got to get up and stand up for their rights and their they're liberty. They're scared, though, Paula. They uh, they don't you know they feel like if they stand up, they're going to have their heads cut off by the government, and it's not going to be worth it. They'd rather just keep a low profile and uh, and you know well, drink some beer no at night, reason. watch some TV. There's no reason to have this fear. If they're God's child, He will protect them and He will help them. And it's it's a lot of work, Paula. Um, you know, there's there's no pay in uh, in, in regaining liberty here in America, but uh, you ask yep. God for the help, and he'll do it. There you go, Paula. Well, good luck, and uh, and thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, if, if I'd have known that God would do all this stuff, I would have just uh, stayed in Florida and not moved to uh, New Hampshire for the Free State Project. I don't think God helped Willie Nelson. Mm. Well, I don't think God helped uh, Richard Hatch. I don't think God West, helped Wesley Irwin Snipes. Schiff. West, well, Wesley Snipes hasn't really... I don't think he's gone to trial yet. I think He just got arrested, though. He got arrested? Yes. Really? I missed that news. Was that today? No, no. That's been uh, last week or something like that. Really? So let's check it out to make sure, but I'm almost one. positive that Wesley Snipes has been, you know, turned himself in or something like that. Hmm. I think well, I think he, there was something involved where they set, scheduled a court date, but I don't know if he's actually spent any time in the clink. Okay. I don't think that's the case. Well, I certainly haven't researched it for a story, yeah. but uh, that's, that was what my understanding of the news well, was. Uh, I agree with what Paul is saying to the extent of, not the whole God part, but I agree to the extent of people do need to stand up, people do need to find some courage. They absolutely do. But it's so difficult to get people to take action, simply because the government makes examples out of people from time to time and points to them and says, you want to be like Willie Nelson? You want to be like so-and-so? You want to be like this person? You want to spend some time in federal prison? Heck no! People don't want to spend time in prison. They enjoy their semi-freedom. And uh, they don't want to rock the boat. Mostly freedom. Right. They don't want to... First of all, they're concerned with how uh, a lot of people would, and rightfully so, will be concerned with how their friends and family will look at them. That's why a lot of people are concerned about maybe talking talking to people about their political views. They always... Uh, what's it? The old uh, axiom that you shouldn't talk about religion and politics? Mm-hmm. People are afraid of these things. They're afraid of what people will think of their political viewpoints. And so they're, they're, not only are they afraid to confront the government, but in some cases they're afraid to confront their significant others or confront their family members, people who aren't going to be throwing them in jail. And so we've got a lot of fear to get over in this country. Now, I agree that it's kind of silly to talk religion with people, but I think that as the government continues to grow larger and larger, it becomes imperative 
for people to get into political conversation. Right. Well, you know, um, from my point of view, religion doesn't have much effect on your life and your interactions with people. So, um, but you know, as a but as for politics, I mean, it has a great deal when they pass these laws. You know, yep. they have to pay for these uh, programs and these ideas of theirs somehow, and that's taxes. And those taxes. You know, every bit of labor I do, they take a little bit of it for themselves. A little bit. They take a half of it for themselves. 1-800-259-9231, the packet 8, toll free line for you. So, I don't know, if you if you can come up with a, uh, a concept or an idea as to how we can help encourage people to stand up for freedom beyond what we normally talk about, and that is spreading Free Talk Live and uh, spreading the Free State Project, getting more people involved in the Free State Project, because I think... Here in New Hampshire, you're going to see you're going to see what I'm talking about. You're going to see more people standing up to the government. You're going to see more people just saying no uh, to government rule, and you're going to see laws being repealed. You're going to see less government, and hopefully that will encourage conversations around the country. Hopefully those conversations will encourage more people coming on board the uh, the Liberty Message, and of course others hearing Free Talk Live, and maybe it will snowball eventually into a, a real burgeoning pro-freedom movement here in the United States. You know, it's it possible. It doesn't matter to me whether it makes it through the United States as long as this state's free. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Utah on the Amplifier line. Hello, Kevin. You're on Free Talk uh, Live. Hey, what's on your mind? I was wanting to, I, I was at uh, school a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I got into a fight, and, um, well, a teacher, like, stepped in to, like, intervene in the fight or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, like, literally body slammed me like into a table and it like busted my head open. Ooh, the teacher body slammed you. Yeah. Like the fight was over with. And it was like two seconds. Like I-, I had stepped back and I wasn't swinging anymore. And the teacher like jumped across the table and body slammed me and it busted my head open. Wow. What were you fighting about? Uh, well, a kid that was sitting at my table said something and a ra- like a racial thing. And I don't agree with that. And, we just got into an argument, and it turned out to into a fight, like a fist fight. Who who threw the first punch? Uh, he did. Well, it, it was he and my friend were arguing, and he threw the first punch on my friend, and I jumped in, and I, I started swinging on him. What's going to happen, Kevin, as a result of uh, the damage you've taken? Uh, I don't know. I had to go to the hospital and get, like, six staples in my head. Mm. And, uh, well, when my mom got to the school, because they had to suspend me and everything, when my mom got to the school... She asked me what happened to me, and I said that uh, a teacher had, you know, busted my head open by slamming me into a table. And the teachers that were, like, taking care of me and, like, you know, putting towels on my head and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they, like, totally, like, denied it. They were like, no, it wasn't the teacher that did it. Wow. It wasn't the teacher. And there was, like, a lunchroom of, like, 100 students that saw it all happen. I want to find out what uh, your mom thinks about all this. Hang on, man. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8 toll free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Coming up later tonight, one of our listeners has labeled us as Pinko Commies, really? one of our radio listeners, and uh, we'll tell you more about that on the way. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system awaits you. Over 165,000 posts, over 1,300 people interacting. Fun stuff, serious issues, all for free, all being discussed. bbs.freetalklive.com will get you to it. That's bbs. 
www.freetalklive.com. As we go back to the phones, let's go back to Kevin in Utah. You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Now, Kevin, you got into a fight the other day in school. Uh, after the fight had finished, you say that one of the teachers came over and body slammed you into a pic- in like a picnic table or something like that. Yeah, but it's like a lunch, like a wooden lunch table thing. Right. And was this like the coach? I mean, was he a really beefy yeah. guy, or are you a little yeah. dude, or what? I mean, how? It's not easy to body him. slam someone. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I describe him as a gorilla. I mean, he was like a huge like football coach dude. <laughs> was there anyone else there to see him body slamming? Because you were saying that the other teachers claimed that he did not. Do you have any well, witnesses that would support what you're saying? Well, yeah, it was like in front of a lunchroom full of like 100 students. So what's going to happen uh, here, Kevin? Is there a plan? Uh, I don't know. My mom, you know, was wanting to make him try to pay for the hospital bills and everything, and mm-hmm. she was wanting to get, like, an incident report and everything, you know. But, I mean, I agree with that, but I just don't think it would be worth it because, you know, it would you know, it would take so long, and they'd probably find some kind of loophole to get out of it. You Maybe know? so, but I don't know what your hospital bills are like. It may be worth going after. If she, just, if she doesn't have to hire a lawyer, if she can just sort of do it on her own... I don't know. I mean, do you know yeah. what do you know what your hospital bills were? A few thousand bucks? Uh, I haven't. Found, I don't know about yeah. it yet. Hospital stays aren't cheap. I mean, no. even if you're there for a yeah. few hours, it's it's not cheap. You walk by, they yeah. charge you. You know, I you know, I understand um, you know what happened, but it seems like when you're dealing with uh, authority figures like this, that your chances of uh, getting paid seem unlikely uh, to me. It's it's difficult. Um, but you know, this is sort of what happens when it comes to uh, fighting. I mean, you know, this. When you participated in the uh, the brawl, granted you thought you were going to fight with this this one gentleman, but uh, Somebody you else never know in. what kind of things going to happen to you when you fight. I'll tell you, um, you know, as a amateur boxer, you just never know when you step into the ring or when you get into a fight with somebody. Is this going to be the one that breaks my nose? Yeah. Is this? Uh, I mean. People get hurt. People get killed doing this. Stuff. I know so that. I, please stay out of it. Yeah, I try to de-escalate anything. I mean, if yeah. somebody's talking trash, let them talk the trash. If somebody's saying offensive things, let them be offensive. Uh, it's it doesn't. And I understand he did swing first, but you probably egged him on a little bit, right, Kevin? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was sitting at a table full of all my friends, and when he said when he made that racial statement, I, I said I was like, this isn't the right table to be sitting at if you're going to be talking like that, you know, because I sit there with all my friends and we right. all have the same ideas. And he was like, I don't know, I don't even know who he was. Yeah, he never sat at my table before. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Well, um, are, are you planning on going back to the government school? Uh, unfortunately, yes. What? How old are you? I'm 17. What would your mom think about uh, you getting a GED and just moving on? Uh, she's actually like begging me to drop out. She's been begging me to drop out for the past like year. So why don't you do what she wants? Well, I mean, I'm in my senior year, and I figured I've wasted my time for 12 years. I might as well just go ahead and finish up. I see. It's January, senior year. You're almost done. Yeah. 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 Something to be said for that. See where you're at. Though, then again, the GED is really easy. <laughs> yeah. From what I understand. My, so, I mean, I, if you can get out of that hellhole six months early, and if your mom supports it, I would say go with, you know, just bail out. I don't Why know. go back? I'm, I'm for staying in even a government high school. I, I think Why? it's superior. Why not? Last night you were advocating getting out. What? Uh, hold on. The only thing I'm saying is that, that there's not much difference between a GED and a diploma. No, there's not. But um, you do learn things. This is what I said last not night. Not in it's, your senior year in the last six months. Heck no, you don't learn things. I learned no things from my senior year in the last six months. Well, things have changed, Mark. You can choose You can choose to learn in any situation. Yeah. What do you think, Kevin? Do you think you're going to learn a lot in the next six months? 
Uh, no, I think, honestly, I think you learn everything you need to know in your elementary school. There you go, right. Kevin. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I know that I didn't learn squat when I was in my senior year of high school. I had uh, I had transferred over from the gifted school that I was going to, and I went to the regular school. Well, not everybody transfers from the gifted school to the regular school in their senior year. Well, there, I'm telling you, there wasn't any learning going on. That's all I'm saying, man. That's yeah. all. So maybe times have changed since you were in high school. And this was eight years ago. It can only have gotten worse since then. Eight, actually, has it been more than eight years? I don't even know. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number for you. Let's go to New England. Massachusetts. According to the Boston Globe, the New England Leather Alliance has abruptly pulled its three-day fetish fair flea market scheduled for January out of the Holiday Inn in Mansfield, site of last winter's event, and moved it to Danvers. The chairwoman of the Leather, uh, chairwoman of the leather Alliance says town officials forced her group out because they were uncomfortable with the fair's adult contents. She says, I think it's discrimination, and I don't appreciate this kind of treatment. Kramer predicts local businesses will lose about $1 million in revenue due to the fair's departure. Last year, the event, which features sexual paraphernalia and information, (gasps) drew about 5,000 people, she said. Mm. Holiday Inn officials eager to keep the business appealed to the town and Massachusetts land court on the group's behalf, but to no avail. Mansfield officials maintain they are simply enforcing local bylaws, specifically Mm. the requirement that the group obtain a permit under the town's adult entertainment bylaw. We have permits to protect. You must ask permission. Well, last January, the fair was held at the Mansfield Holiday Inn without incident and without a required special permit, according to a building inspector, hmm. Nick Riccio, uh, Riccio, the town's zoning enforcement officer. It was the first time the event Nick was needs held... to get a real job. He said it was the first time the event was held in town and the omission of a permit was an oversight. Oopsie. Uh, He said, I wasn't even told about the flea market until a few days before it opened. The New England Leather Alliance and Holiday Inn said they were unaware of any special requirements. Well, of course they were unaware of them. Nobody goes and pours through the textbooks, through the law books, through the law library, spends 50 hours researching all the laws that might applicably apply to the convention they're going to hold in a hotel room somewhere. They just go book the hotel room and bring people to it. Right. They hope to bring people to it. It's not like it's the easiest thing in the world to uh, throw one of these conventions um, and uh, you know have it be profitable and then the bureaucrats want their um, graft on the top of that and you've got to fill out their proper little paperwork so you can't have your event well it wasn't just paperwork this year mark you mentioned graft let me give it give you the numbers here in a moment the new england leather alliance and holiday inn said they were unaware of the special requirements but this time around town officials were determined to enforce the requirement for a permit the cost of which is based on the square footage being rented oh boy in the case of the Holiday Inn venue, the cost was $9,600. There's no way they could make a profitable uh, event. Heck no! 5,000 people attending. Uh, yeah, okay, they've got to pay Holiday Inn. They've sure. got to pay the hotel for the room. I don't know what that goes for. If you've got 5,000 people attending in and out of a hotel, that's going to be a significant amount. Like, it's that's it's the whole, square that's, footage. That's the, ho- that's the hotel. It's, it's all of the ballrooms, yeah. um, you know, pretty much everything they've got. Now, I understand you're going to make a little bit of money off of the, uh, the the vendors, the booths that you can sell, that sort of thing. But you're essentially sucking up all of their profits with that $9,600. Well, you have to advertise the event. Right. Let's not forget that um, you know the advertising costs are just huge. Um, you have to, uh, of course, pay for the event. Um, mm-hmm. The Holiday Inn gets its its money, and it, it's not a couple hundred bucks. It's it's grand to, to, to rent that kind of space. Oh, get this. 
Kramer, the individual who was uh, organizing the event, said, even if we paid the $9,600, there was still no guarantee we would get the permit. Wow. So, <laughs> it's an application fee, Mark. $9,600 application fee. Can you imagine? Incredible. No, you I this, can't. You pay these scumbags $9,600, and then they come back with, well, uh, we've had our meeting, and we've determined that uh, we don't want your event here. Thank you very much for the cash. That was what? A, I mean, what's going to happen if they don't pay? Are they going to send the law pay? in and you shut this down? I will. bet they will. Uh, 15-year history. The first time in the 15-year history of the event that a last-minute change of location had to be made. It's also the first time any kind of permit was required, even though the fair has run in Boston and several nearby suburbs. And it was a first for Mansfield as well. No past group has fallen under the requirements of the adult entertainment bylaw, which was revised in the late 1990s. So there you go, $9,600. I suppose there might be somebody out there that supports this. If so, the number is 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything, toll free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. You know those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their website. Well, we give it all away. And though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by, say, buying some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. There's Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts and hats and other cool products there. Store. .freetalklive.com, or go to Amazon.freetalklive, or better yet, do both. Amazon.freetalklive.com is where you can go and buy virtually anything that you need. It's the world's largest internet retailer with 35 categories for you to choose from. Whenever you purchase something at Amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a percentage. So once again, that's Amazon.freetalklive.com. We're going to jump into the email box in a moment, but just a few more thoughts on this story about a Massachusetts town or city or whatever denying a permit to the Fetish Fair Flea Market. It's an event that's been going on for 15 years, and they've never once pulled a permit for this particular event. They got away with it last year. I say got away with it because the bureaucrats found out a couple of days before the event actually occurred in a place called Mansfield, Massachusetts. They didn't pull the permit, and so the town bureaucrats are claiming that well, uh, the fee that they would have been charged, which was would have been $9,600, they're saying, oh, that fee would have applied to any applicant who had the same amount of square footage. The town meeting voted in the bylaw. All we're doing is upholding that vote. We're just enforcing the law, Mark. It's not that we've targeted this one organization, even though, yes, it's true, this is the only organization that's ever needed to have a permit to have, uh, to have their organization meet in this particular town. Referring to last January's event, hmm. the enforcement bureaucrat Riccio said, quote, we let them run the flea market. Don't you love that language? Yeah. We let them. Nice. Nice of them. But I sent them a letter by certified mail the day after it closed last January saying they would need the special permit to do it again. And that gave them a whole year to apply. Quote, if they had applied when we notified them, they would have the permit in hand and then they could have held the event. Of course, the group... Um, the owner of the uh, the group said that if they had applied and paid the application fee, there would have been no guarantee that they would have gotten the permit. Well, I must say that um, all they've done is run it, it. You know, if the owner got a warning a year ago, then he should have been looking for a new venue. And all True. Mansfield did 
was run out a uh, money-making uh, venture out of their town. Right, as the owner which pointed out. Which is what out, bureaucrats do. Right, which is what the owner pointed out. Now their town's going to be losing about a million dollars in business, essentially. Wow, a million? That was their estimate. The hotel appealed uh, the requirement. So the hotel wanted the business, too. So let us have these people here. Sure. But they said no. Selectmen were considering seeking a court injunction to stop the event. The New England Leather Alliance, fearing the land court decision would not come in time for the fair to go on, pulled out of Mansfield on October 6th, and so they switched it over to another place. Mm. So if you think that it's a good idea for the government to be giving people permits to do business, for giving people permits to hold the convention in a hotel, to have a fair, even whether or not it's for leather is another question, is not even the issue here. Do you think it's okay to have permits? 800-259-9231. I don't think so. I think it's a slap in the face against free uh, the free market, the uh, the ability to do business, the ability to contract on your own individually with another person, and it's an insult to people to suggest that they should have known. You should have known you needed a permit to hold this event. Well, how the heck would I have known that? I don't know what your silly little laws are in Mansfield, Massachusetts. Right. All this crap the, you make up. Right. I don't know what the laws. Together. I don't know what the laws are here in Keene, New Hampshire, where I live, and I don't care. Right. And I am not going to be looking, to, uh, spending my time, which is valuable, and everyone else's time is valuable too. I am not going to spend my time looking through your law books to try to determine whether or not I am compliant with your silly little laws. Because if you want me to pour through your tomes of law, then you can start putting me on a paycheck. Because my time's valuable. Well, generally, when it comes to these zoning situations, it's mostly uh, bureaucrats that um, inform you as to what they are anyway. I mean, the bureaucrats tell you, you're in violation of this particular rule, and we want money, and um, or we want you to stop cease and desist doing right. such and such. So, Let's go to the email box, Mark. I believe you had an email come in. How big is this email box that we're talking about? It's never-ending. When we jump in the email box, do we both jump well, in? Yeah, we're sort of playing in the email okay, box. We're, it's we're fun. Like, Floundering, yes. throwing around emails, like uh, like uh, Scrooge McDuck swimming through his money in the in his vault. Hmm. Well, I'd rather swim 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 through gold coins in the email box. Well, think of them as uh, an alternative form of currency. I see. All right. Um, from Dennis, I recently found FTL and started downloading your podcast and listening to them on my hour drive to and from work. Excellent. Daily. Therefore, I'm a little behind in the broadcasts. I'm a card carrying member of the RNC. But consider my, um, consider R- my N- not the RLC, the right. RNC, in, uh, Republican National, National Committee. Committee. Um, but consider myself to be a more of a libertarian at heart. Hmm. The whole smaller government principle. I was thinking that if the Libertarian Party renamed itself the Constitutional Party, which of course there is a yeah, there's already a Constitution Party, and they're not so constitutional. Right. There might be more members. The biggest issue facing and they're not doing so good on members. The Constitution no, Party. They're not. They're not. Um, if if they both got together, maybe they'd have no. some kind of force. We can't do that. No, I understand. I. There's too many... Way too many disagreements. Disagreements, yes. The biggest issue facing the negative stigma of the Libertarian Party is the drug issue. Some of us like-minded individuals cannot move past the idea that the Lib Party is pro-drug legalization. I'm a conservative Christian and believe the following principles. Okay. Before he goes um, any farther in this, I'd like to say you can't believe in the Constitution and in smaller government... And believe in the drug war at the same time. It's true. Yes. You can't be a fiscal conservative and believe in the you war really on drugs. You really can't, um, because look what the drug war has gotten us, uh, Dennis. Since the beginning of the drug war, um, we've gotten lots more drugs. I am coming from the same place that Dennis is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is where I came from. But I came to a realization that this drug war is manufactured in order to give ger- bureaucrats jobs yeah. um, and put people in jail. Um, the jobs are DEA agent-type people, um, 
prison guard type people, sure. judge, uh, judges, prosecutors, all these people that really, really essentially do nothing to produce anything for society. Um, th- they, they all have jobs. Drug free America, Mark. But we don't have a drug free America. We well, have we America would. with if a lot. If you increase more. the budgets, we'd have a drug free America. We'd, we'd have five hundred billion dollars. If the evidence, if the evidence is in place that um, if you increase the budgets, we'll have more drugs, and yeah. they'll cost more, and more people will be hurt and die, and more families will be That's ruined. That's why as a we need the death penalty for drug dealing, like Singapore. That's pretty much what you're going to have to do. Give the uh, cops. Uh, Fully automatic rifles, let them mow down anybody that they think might have a joint in their pocket, <laughs> and we'll just see how it goes from there. That's insane. It is insane, yeah. but so's the drug war. Yes. And, um, you know, it's just, it's it's a big mess. You can't be a fiscal conservative and believe in the drug the war. Reason and not why... to mention, what the hell has happened to the Fourth Amendment oh, as yeah. a result of the drug war? When you think about... Um, it's all right, though, Mark. We've got to stop people from taking drugs right, at any the, cost. The right to uh, people to be secure in their person's houses... Uh, Papers of freedoms be damned. Right, oh, none of those things matter. What matters is stopping drugs. Well, now before you go on, and it sounds like he's going to make some interesting uh, points about this, and we'll certainly address them. But before we go on, I want to point out the uh, the explanation to the claim that if you are a true fiscal conservative, that if you believe that government should be, you know, on the small side and conservative with its funds, if you are truly fiscal cons- uh, fiscally conservative. You cannot support the war on drugs. If you're a true fiscal conservative, you support uh, the market. You're supposed to support the marketplace. You're supposed to support uh, the freedom to do business with mm-hmm. whomever you choose. And that should include the freedom to transact business when you're selling drugs. And, you know, and it's just select drugs that they've made illegal. Right. Just the ones that they've decided. Alcohol's legal. Tobacco's legal. Mm-hmm. Caffeine's legal. I mean, I can show you a whole list of drugs that are out there that people can get you know, messed up on, sure. alter their consciousness on. That are legal, so it's just really inconsistent. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's some politicians to make them all illegal. Favorite, it's insane to make a few of them. It's illegal. some po- politicians' favorite or least favorite drug that's legal so or illegal. You either believe in the uh, the free market or you don't, and it, you either believe in uh, people being able to engage in voluntary transactions with one another or you don't. Or you agree that the government should get involved in certain industries and certain businesses, and at that point you've thrown your principles right out the window. And by the time you've agreed that the government should regulate drugs, that the government should have all these laws when it comes to uh, the war on drugs, then you've also agreed that the government can regulate any old business it wants to, including yours. And eventually they're going to come around to pass some more regulations on your business. You probably already have some if you're a business person, but just wait, because you've given them carte blanche to do whatever it is they want to do, because they're the government. And we don't have a free market anymore because you've given it, uh, given up your freedoms, even though you don't use drugs and you don't know anybody in your mind that uses drugs. I can guarantee you, you do know people. They just don't tell you uh, that they use drugs. Um, even though all that may be the case, you've thrown it all out the window just because you think drugs are bad. Yeah. I can't say that I think they're good, and I can't say I use them, but I know better than this um, to continue this drug war. Okay, so he says he's a conservative Christian, believes in the following principles. Number one, smaller government is better. I'm with him. Okay, all right. The federal government is constitutionally bound to defend our nation and regulate interstate commerce. The interstate commerce, I think, is a problem. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's continue this in hour number two, because this is a guy who's on the RNC, like... That's the decision-making committee, right? He says he's a card-carrying member. I don't know if he's on the uh, RNC. Well, the Republican National Committee is a 
this sighting body, so I don't know enough. let's presume that he's somebody with some connections here. All right. Uh, more on the way. 800-259-9231. I know George Bush listens. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2's coming up. Free Talk. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching into hour number two. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, thepacket8.net toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. They're completely free at freetalklive.com. We, I want to get back to this email from the guy from the RNC, the mm-hmm. Republican National Committee. Uh, we'll get back to that in a moment, but first, uh, to the phones, to the fun, let's talk to Greg in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, fellas. Hey, Greg, what's on your uh, mind? I got a couple of comments here, I guess. Uh, I uh, The drug thing, the drug war. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, here where I live, sometimes I hear three or four commercials an hour on, you know, uh, amphetamines, and drug labs. Okay. And I remember back in 84, I was listening to news one night, and I heard the uh, local friendly police officer come on giving tips. And their tip was, don't put your name on your mailbox because somebody driving by can see you're not home and go down the street and call to make sure you're not home. Well, how would they get your telephone number? And The phone book? Look in the so. phone book and yeah. call. So that made me re- think that uh, if I were a thief and didn't know that, now I know how to do it. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, they do give away a lot of information. And when I think about all the the drug ads, all mm-hmm. they're doing is pushing it because no advertisement is bad advertisement. It's true. No publicity is good publicity, so they say, and I, I agree with you on that. In and fact, they found, they've actually found, uh, Greg, that they've done studies on kids. And of course, that's who they tend to aim these anti-drug ads at, is the kids. And they, uh, and they found that kids laugh at them and that, in fact, that after watching, like, for instance, just anti-marijuana ads, kids want to go out and smoke marijuana more. Right. It's like, why don't you want me to do this? What is this? Yeah. Uh, you know? That's and, exactly uh, what it is. And so I think they put all this on just to keep it active to make sure the kids that haven't heard of it yet hear about it. It's certainly a more conspiratorial swing uh, of the uh, c- concept, but it, it could be the case. Who knows and, what they're really thinking? But uh, also on the, the uh, Free State Project, yes, sir. I called them one day and talked to one of their spokesmen mm-hmm. about what does Free State stand for? What does it mean? And uh, basically they said that they couldn't get into any issues on good or bad, right or wrong, uh, uh, things like that, because it caused too much controversy uh, in their organization. So I ask them, uh, why would I want to move to a state that uh, is still going to have, uh, what do you call them, victimless crimes, mm-hmm. uh, unconstitutional laws? How How free is it? If uh, you still have those laws. Well, it's not uh, the free state yet, Greg. It's it's going to be. It's probably the freest of all of the United States. 
but it's going to be even more freer because, or more free, because people who believe in freedom are moving into the state. And when you're talking about uh, what your conversation with the guy from the Free State Project, I believe that's Brian. He's the guy that answers their toll-free line. Um, he was basically pointing out that as an organization, the Free State Project doesn't take positions on issues. However, it does generally stand for um, the reduction of the size of government. So when you join the Free State Project, you are agreeing to their statement of intent that says you'll move to New Hampshire and uh, you will work with, um, to, your, uh, to the most extent possible to reduce government as far as it can possibly go. But as well, far as individual positions on each, uh, each issue, they just don't take that because there's a little bit of infighting, uh, because people within the Free State Project don't necessarily agree on the details of how to get from point A to point B, but we're all moving in the same direction, and that well, is towards lesser government. Excuse me. All, all I'm saying is... Um I wouldn't want to move there and then find out their idea of freedom is different from mine. I see. Well, in that case, there are um, you're talking to two members right here on the radio, um, and there's a chance, Greg, that there are some people, there's 7,500 people that have signed up for the Free State Project. There's a chance that even if you talk to 100 of them, you're still not going to know what the other 7,400 think and what all their opinions are. But I think that you can be pretty safe in knowing that, these are individuals who are picking up their lives and moving somewhere for more freedom. Whether or not the way, uh, whether or not I agree with them every issue every time, it's a non-issue for me because I know since I've gotten here, Greg, uh, we're here in New Hampshire. Since I know what these people are like that I've met, those who have already moved, I absolutely think that these are the best possible people to be around. That they are the most liberty-minded, principled individuals that I've probably ever met in my life, and uh, it's an honest—it's uh, quite an honor to be here in the free state and be working with these people. Well, so, with that in mind, I hope you'll consider it, Greg. Thanks for the call. We appreciate well, the only, it. The only other point I had was, yeah, it's so cold and it's straight up and down. Well, for the, well older people—that's not too good. It is—it is hilly, and it—and you know they do have winter here. But we came from Florida, and um, you know you We're can't. Florida natives. You can't possibly get farther than uh, than we came um, for this uh, yeah. for the free state. It's really just a matter of how much freedom and liberty mean to you. And uh, I had to get over the cold thing. I was scared. That was my objection at first. Uh, I once felt as you did, but then I found that uh, freedom was worth it, and it is. Thanks for the well, call. We appreciate it, man. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The packet eight toll free line for you to Charlie in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, hang up. I think he did. Charlie going once. Sounds Charlie like going to me. Alrighty, maybe he got no. excited. No, Charlie's there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just wanting to comment. I think there's a little lag between the internet and what's actually live, but uh, yes, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you were talking about the uh, drug war campaigns, or someone had commented about it. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to comment, man, that every time I see a uh, commercial about you know just say no, or they say uh, we never thought it could be so bad, and you know have all these. Commercials, anti-drug commercials. It reminds me that I've I've got a bowl and a bud, and I'm gonna have a, have a bowl, man. You know, every time. I'm, I don't know if it affects other people that way or not, but I'm like, hey, I, I forgot. You know, I haven't uh, smoked yet today. Thanks for yeah, the reminder, federal it's, government. Yeah, and it's it's just ridiculous, man. I mean, the, the yeah. commercials they act like somebody's gonna run someone over coming through a a drive-through uh, because they had smoked weed that day. You know? Oh, is that one of the ones they're running now? Uh, that's one I've seen recently, and uh, you know. Uh, I just don't. Uh, they were trying that. They used that one back in uh, Reefer Madness, back in the <laughs> in the in the what was it, the 30s or 40s when they came out? Reefer yeah, Madness, yeah, or maybe Reefer it was the Mad- 50s. I don't know. It was way back when. And they came out with Reefer Madness. And in that movie, one of the characters smokes a joint, 
gets behind the wheel of a car and then runs someone down, which is just sure. absolutely absurd. <laughs> Dear God. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Free State Project I heard while I was on hold, um, I, I think that's an awesome thing, man, and I hope as many people as possible that are free uh, men and, and open-minded people uh, uh, participate. I, I'm somewhat paranoid sometimes myself, and I, I tend not to align with organizations or to, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, it's not in the nature of most free men to 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 uh, collaborate and organize and be all in a group and uh, uh, but we're to make everyone a target, you know? Yeah, but we're not all in a group. See, what you have to understand is that the Free State Project is only an organization to assist people in getting to New Hampshire, to count them, essentially, and say, yes, here I am, I'm a member of the Free State Project, but that's as far as the group goes. Right, we don't There's... have a compound uh, bristled with uh, 50 calibers or anything <laughs> up here. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, we just buy houses and move to New Hampshire, and right. our, it's our intent to vote um, along the lines of liberty, and, and it's a small enough area that uh, we believe that will have an effect. And some people don't even want to vote. Some people are just activists. They just want to be civil disobedient. They just do whatever they they feel is right. There's no centrally guiding principle here beyond the fact that we all are moving for the same reason, and that is to make government smaller. Uh, but right. beyond that, you come here and you do what you want. You move to where you want to move to. You do, activism-wise, what you feel is right, you group up with whoever you feel comfortable with grouping up with, if anyone at all. You could be a loner if you wanted to. Sure. There's no way to track down all of the people that have moved here as part of the Free State Project, and really? uh, we don't all get together at the same times. So we don't make ourselves easy targets, and we are blending in. We are um, welcomed here by many of the locals, many of the people here in New Hampshire, uh, feel That's like awesome. we're the reinforcements. Essentially. And sometimes we do have uh, meetings. There's weekly meetings here in the locally right. in the key area. You can area. get in, as involved as much as you want or not so much. As little. Sure. That's awesome, man. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'll, that's certainly something I would be interested in participating in. I, well, go to freestateproject.org and sign up. Yeah, because we're here now, and we need people here sooner rather than later. Charlie, thanks for the call. We appreciate All it. Right, 800-259-9231. Because liberty shouldn't wait. I know the original point of the Free State Project was to get to 20,000 and then have the move. And that's still in effect. But I think you should move sooner rather than later. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. More on the way. You take control. Still got to get to this email from the guy from the RNC with his thoughts on the war on drugs. And your calls as well about anything. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the wiki there, wiki.freetalklive.com. Over 900 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. And... Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses. That support Free Talk Live. Now then, Mark, uh, we got an email in, and you started it last hour. To just recap, it's a guy who is on the RNC, the Republican National Committee, and and you kind of questioned as to whether or not he actually was. I would think that if you're going to claim to be a member, a card-carrying member of the RNC, then that means you're on the committee, as opposed to saying, I'm a card-carrying Republican. Right. So this guy was, uh, anyway, he's on the RNC, and he's... 
he's emailing you saying he's found the show, he's enjoying the program because he's kind of a small government guy himself. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say that his one issue with the libertarians, or at least one of his major issues, is the... The, the, idea idea that, he, the idea he can't move past. Right. He can't get past the idea that we want to legalize drugs. Mm -hmm. And this is something that a lot of conservatives seem to have a real issue with. So I know that, that he's not the only one who's feeling this way. He's just one of the guys who haven't a right He refers to the Constitution in this, and so I would re remind him that drugs have been um, legal in this country far, far longer than, they were I than they've been illegal. Mm. Um, they've only been illegal in the vast majority of um, the 20th century, 20th century yeah. and, uh, of course, now we're in the 21st. But before that, somehow or another, the conservative Christians out there managed to uh, live their lives just fine with, right. uh, with drugs being legal, you know, and, and somehow madness didn't ensue and, uh, you know, the, the sky didn't fall. Let's get to his points, though, because okay. he wants to address the issue. Smaller government is better. The federal government is constitutionally bound to defend our nation and regulate interstate commerce, period. Um, I know that there was the problem with the uh, uh, the Articles of Confederation regarding interstate commerce. And, uh, you know, I think that the states could work that out on their own. I think so, too. Personally. Yeah. Especially if, uh, you know, the, the government gave them money that was worth something. Right. Well, because the uh, the federal government's idea of regulating interstate commerce, uh, commerce seems to be... Uh, being obtrusive and charging fees and making mandates and or right. ordinances. Anything and, they want to do. They, right. they pretty much put everything under, under interstate commerce. And, uh, well, it crosses state lines, and it's the uh, purview of the federal government. Right. That's exactly means, how they see right. it. If it moves across state lines, we have the right to tax it. And that's mm -hmm. not very small government. All other powers are retained to the state and to the people. Certainly, I would... Uh, um, I would agree with that. Okay. Um, I would like to see a, the smallest federal government possible. He seems to have a good handle on the Constitution so far. What persons do in their home that does not harm others is their own business. Whether a person okay. is a homosexual or likes to sit in their underwear and stare at the, some reality TV show, it's not my place to tell them what they can do. Sounds good so far. I would agree with this conservative Christian on that. Both major parties are worthless, both the RNC and the DNC. Hmm. And um, now, then he goes on, whether I personally believe in choice or pro-life, it's my business, and he says he's pro-life. Um, or whether I believe in the government's right to execute someone who has murdered another. Is, Governments don't have rights. Only individuals have rights. Um, it's my business, which um, I, he does believe that, and some find that contradictory. I personally don't think that uh, the government should be able to execute people. I think that uh, you know we the people make up the government, and we the people are flawed. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't be uh, bringing out the ultimate punishment on people if we can make mistakes. And as evidenced by the fact that mistakes have been made, innocent people have been put on death row and many, executed. Many, many. All right. Um, and, and, you know, as far as his pro-choice and pro-life, I would consider myself somewhere in between. I'm pro-life. I don't believe that uh, one should get abortions, but I'm pro-choice in that I think that... Uh, Regulating them or, or outlawing them is only going to result in uh, a black market in abortions. Young women friend. dying. Yep. And I don't want to see that happen. Um, and and I do believe that the uh, the young women are more valuable to society than the children. An unborn fetus, you mean? Yes. Right. And uh, you know, if somebody disagrees with me, they can. Um, you know, I'm sure they will. Let's I'm sure they on. will. Well, I, I just want to make a, a point on this. Um, if you're, you know, there's a fire in your house and your uh, seven-year-old daughter is in the room. And a petri dish with your one-day-old zygote. You can only save one. You of can them. only save one of them. Tell me which one you're going to save. Yep. That's because you I'd believe knock that zygote out of the way to get to my daughter. Right. That's because you believe that um, your daughter is uh, that a human being is worth more than a zygote. So you can't tell me they're the same. All right. Move on. Anyway, keep up the good work. May God bless Free Talk Live, and he oh. certainly has been. I thought he was going to make some points about the drug war. 
No, no. So he just said he couldn't get over it. He can't get over that the drug war thing. And I wish he would have enumerated, and maybe he will. Maybe he'll call in, or maybe he'll enumerate them in his next email. I wish he would have enumerated the reasons why he can't get over it. Mm-hmm. What's your issue? What's uh, so scary about the idea of legalizing all drugs? And actually, my girlfriend and I were talking about this afternoon. She's got a um, somebody that she works with who considers herself a liberal. But she was pointing out that even so-called liberals don't really agree with uh, legalizing all drugs. No, like, no, it's they'll a little go, scary. They'll go with you on the legalizing marijuana, and if they use other drugs themselves, you could probably get them to agree with you on that one, on, on those drugs. But crack? Meth? Well, Whoa! Crack we can't and, do that. Crack and meth wouldn't, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the drug war anyway. It's true, but I they mean, exist now. They do exist now. And, and it, they would be legal should we they, legalize them. They would them. be legal. I just don't think that – I think they go away. I so, don't think people would be as interested in them. So, so, yes, and you're probably right about that. But whether or not they would or would not is not the issue. The issue is this guy and the many people who are like him who are scared of legalizing drugs. They're scared of allowing the free market to operate in the world of narcotics. And I don't understand it. I think it's just pure emotionalism. It's just pure, oh, no, if drugs are legal, then there'll be heroin vending machines. Yeah. And then my children will start shooting up. I mean, it's it's just ludicrous to believe that. I mean, if you just, all you have to do is look at the numbers. Look at the Netherlands. We've had a few people call in and email recently with their experiences from the Netherlands and uh, also some, some interesting statistics in that the Netherlands just doesn't have the rate of drug use that the United States does. Yeah, and it's le- and you know there's some legal drugs there. And it has dropped since the legalization and since the semi-legalization of some of their uh, some drugs over there. Just mm-hmm. drug use overall is down in the, in the Netherlands, let alone the, uh, the teenage drug use. That's definitely down. In the Netherlands, in comparison to the United States, and don't tell me it's apples to oranges because you can do the same thing in California as well. There's yep. uh, there's a, there's similar statistics coming out of there. Somehow, I'm not as um I, I'm just not as scared as a 30 year old picking up a joint for the first time mm-hmm. as I am of a 15 uh, year old doing it. You know, it just seems to me that a 30 year old picking up a joint. They're going to make decisions for their life based on what they want to do as far as that joint goes. Sure. The 15 year olds, I feel like they um. You know, they they need to be separated from drugs longer in order to be able to figure out what life's all about. But somebody who believes in smaller government should understand the reasons why he or she believes in smaller government. You believe in smaller government because you should know or understand that government doesn't achieve the goals it intends to achieve. It uh, it only muddles the process. It only creates unintended consequences. And in the case of the war on drugs, it's clear that it hasn't abolished drugs. It's clear that it has uh, put drugs in the hands of criminals, and it's clear that it has seriously enriched those criminals with tremendous profits that are insured by the war on drugs. Is this what you want to continue? Because that's what you're advocating for. And the criminals being in control makes it more likely your 15-year-old's going to get that joint. More on the way, 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet 8 toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free, including updates. You get signed up for the updates, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. That's updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. Again, updates.freetalklive.com. Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, Attaining Economic and Personal Freedoms in America's Freest State. This three-day event, February the 23rd through the 25th, 2007, will be held convention-style in historic Concord, with some of the program taking place in the State House. Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Nico in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Nico. Nico, going once? You know what? He had trouble last night with his phone. Nico, going twice. All right, let's move on to Greg in West Virginia. Hello, Greg. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey. Hey, Greg. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Um, well, I just uh, wanted to commend you on what you're doing here to promote uh, you know, freedom for everybody in the United States. Well, somebody had to do it, Greg. Yeah, and I just want to tell you, I'll work for a major... Uh, um, pharmaceutical distribution center, mm-hmm. and I see how a lot of things, you know, they're politically motivated as far as, uh, you know, getting out like they, you know, they put out the bird flu thing, and then, you know, watch how we limit, how we put out the Tamiflu, which is the uh, antidote for it. Mm-hmm. When you say they limit it, what, what do you mean? Well, we'll limit it to a certain amount uh, per customer. Like, okay. say, so many doses per pharmacy. I see. And then it's almost like wetting their appetite. You know what I mean? Where we we'll only let a certain amount of doses go out, too, actually, is, you know, our limit for QC. And that's because you've got, uh, there's no competition. It's just you're the yeah. only producer of this right. uh, antidote. And then as soon as everybody places their orders, well, they all have got their limit. And then two months later, when there's no, you know, bird flu, outbreak or whatever, and there's no lemon on it, well, of course, they're going to stock up. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Very and, good. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of that. I mean, you know, I really don't like working in the industry I do. It's just the fact that, I mean, you know, jobs are limited here, and that's yeah. what you got to do to get by. Yeah, you got yep. to make, make your bill payments, and uh, hey, they probably pay pretty well. I mean, the pharmaceutical business, I can't imagine, would uh, be scrimping on their paychecks. Yeah, right. Very good, Greg. Thanks for listening, man. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231, the packet 8 toll-free line. Going uh, back to Nico in Illinois. You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. All right, can you hear me now? We got you. What's on your mind? All right, um, I wanted to talk about money. Um, sure. I can't see, and uh, I don't know if it was recently going through Congress or what. But Wait, wait, wait. You're blind? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, But I heard they were talking about making, you know, trying to make money that was easier for people that couldn't see to use. Yes. But I guess they're complaining now that it would be easier to counterfeit, which I don't see how that's possible. Well, you know what? I actually, you know, I had this at one point. I don't know if it's still in my show prep. But the uh, the American Association of the Blind or whoever the uh, the activism group is essentially came out and said, yep, I've got the story right here. The Americans Council. Uh, discrimination, don't change money for us. U.S. District Judge James Robertson was wrong when he ruled that U.S. paper currency discriminates against blind people. 
This is actually from the National Federation of the Blind, because there was a judge that was about ready to say, we need to retool this whole money system because of blind people. Right. Well, the blind folks say uh, discrimination occurs, or this guy at least, discrimination occurs when someone is barred from enjoying benefits, goods, or services. African Americans experienced discrimination when they were barred from eating at lunch counters or forced to sit in the back of public buses. Blind people are not barred from spending money. When we hand merchants our money, they take it and provide us with what we've paid for. People with whom we transact business provide us with correct change, and we then fold or organize the money so that we can identify it in the future. We transact business in this way successfully every day. The cost to society in changing machines that accept currency, such as vending machines and ATMs, will be much greater than the small convenience afforded to the blind by being able to identify money by touch. How do you feel about that, Nico? Um, I don't know, like... I find myself a more independent person. Um, I I really don't like making people adapt things just for me. Can mm-hmm. I kind of feel selfish for doing that? But the thing with money is, you know, you can fold it and stuff like that, and I've done that before. But the thing is, you know, every store you go to, you can't say, you know, can you tell me what, you know, count out my change for me, you know, and there's a whole line of people behind you. It just doesn't work. And, you know, my, my parents look at me the money for, you know, lunch money and stuff, and I'll go to school, mm-hmm. and what I end up having to do is, you know, give the whole thing to the cashier so she can, you know, count it for me, and, and you know, I trust her, but I'm not going to go to stores doing that, because it's just, you can't trust everybody in the world. Now, Nico, um, I, I, I hate to, uh, you know, this seems like it would be a bigger problem 20 years ago than it is today. Um, most of the money transactions that I make are done with a little piece of plastic, and, you know, I could do them with or without um, being able to see, I would think. Um, well, he probably doesn't have his own piece of plastic. He's in high school. Well, I understand that, but I would think that um, <laughs> largely for uh, blind people, that this that that problem's pretty much taken care of. Is do you, do you not think that's so? Yeah, I would say that, but you know, um, I don't know. It just it just sometimes you know you you need to use cash. I sure, mean, sure. There's times that you do need to use cash. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's discriminating against blind people. Right. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say. When the people made the money, they're going to go, well, well, let's make it to where blind people can't use it. Sure, they just didn't think about it. You know, they just didn't think about it, yeah. I was just, you know, thinking about a way maybe they can change it. And, I mean, it wouldn't have to be a drastic thing, I mean, because I'm not expecting them to reform the whole circulation. But, you know, at least, you know. Well, that's what they would have to do. I mean, they'd have to circulate out brand-new bills um, in different denominations, in different sizes. And as the guy, uh, the gentleman from the National Federation of the Blind points out, that means that everything has to change. Uh, the money handling machines nowadays, you know, you've got the the automated checkouts where they give you the money back, and the the, the machine gives you your change. All of those money handling machines would have to be completely retooled, and that's probably billions of untold upon um, untold billions of dollars uh, for the convenience of a relatively small amount of people. Who it's probably fairly rare that you encounter a dishonest individual who will say. Yeah, and here's your ten dollars back, Nico, as they're handing you a you know a dollar bill instead. I, I'd imagine there are very few people who would really take a, take advantage of a blind person. Somebody like that. would, but I I can't. I wouldn't do it. I mean, heck I'd, no. I'd be there trying to open the door for them yeah, on the way out. Too. Absolutely. I think I, I think that probably um, like a lot of people with disabilities, uh, and I don't even know if you consider it a disability. I know that a lot of people are very uh, proud. And a lot of uh, a lot of people, when someone with a disability enters their place of business, they get extra attention. Even mm-hmm. th- w- even though they may not want it, that business owner wants to make sure that you feel welcomed and uh, that you want to come back and shop there. And I really don't think it's much of an issue. And I doubt it's going to change at this point, Nico. So you're just going to have to keep going with folding the bills and and uh, crossing your fingers and dealing with merchants that you trust. 
Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Interesting, Mark. We've actually had two people call the show now that uh, that are blind blind people. You know, it they, they, they've heard radio call right. uh, television for the blind. Changes, by the way, I want to finish the uh, gentleman, Mark Maurer, the president of the 50,000-member National Federation for the Blind. He says, changes that make paper money more easily identifiable might be desirable to everyone who handles money, but the money should not be changed solely on account of the blind. We do not need such a dramatic change to accommodate us. Changing the currency only for the sake of the blind implies that we can't look out for our own best interests mm-hmm. and are generally helpless and incompetent. If society believes we walk around not knowing how much money's in our pockets, it might also believe that we're not competent to work and do business with others. Such beliefs would make our goal of full integration into society virtually impossible. The blind are a minority. Though it's crucial that minorities have a voice in society, it's also the responsibility of every minority to use that voice wisely and not to cry discrimination when no discrimination has occurred. The blind of America will fight discrimination whenever we find it, and wherever we find it, but... We will not do so by falsely portraying ourselves as victims and engaging in frivolous litigation. So it wasn't blind people that brought this to the attention of this judge. It was just some sort of you know, judge with a do-gooding attitude mm. who figured he'd do something good for blind people. And, and the Federation of the Blind says, whoa, we're fine. We've been fine for the last, you know, hundreds of years. Take it easy there, Skippy. We're we don't okay need your now. help. 800-259-9231 is the Packet 8 toll-free line for you, Fred in Montana. Your call's about anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free, 800-259-9231 is the Packet 8 toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. We do give them away. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts who want to charge you for access to their websites, it's all for free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily help the show out by voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. That's vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for the show. It makes a big difference because the more votes we get, the higher we get on the podcast rankings. Uh, We're number two last time I looked. Yep, earlier today. We could be number one if you would go and vote at vote.freetalklive.com. And being up in the top ten as we are helps bring new people, new Internet listeners to this show, therefore new people discovering the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's important to you, it takes you less than a minute Simple, easy, fast vote. Freetalklive.com. We go to the phones to Fred in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Fred. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good, hey, good. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, Constitution number one. I've got a couple of different subjects real fast. Constitution number one. Uh, the Constitution was written to control government because you had mentioned earlier that, yeah, we are the government. No. The Constitution was written for, to control the government itself. It's true. It's now, a set of rules for the government. It's a set of rules for the government. We, as private citizens, as sovereign citizens, have a right to do whatever we please, as long as we follow the laws. Now, here's the problem. They have learned, if you read Frederick Bastia's book, The Law. Yes, I have. They learn, they learn how to write laws that conflict with the Constitution. You know, and this is how these, these idiots get around it. Well, and now, the judges won't do anything about it. The judges won't do nothing about it. Our elected officials won't do nothing about it. Right. The bureaucracy won't do nothing about it. The cops won't do nothing and about it. And the people it. won't do anything about it. That's right. <laughs> now, as far as abortion goes. They say you get the government that you deserve, right, Fred? Well, the welfare state is awfully, is awfully big in the United States. I estimate 85% of all Americans are on welfare one shape, one way, shape, or another. You know, Interesting. 85%? Really for the birds. But so, on abortion. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, we oh, have boy. the illegal Mexicans. We have 45 million illegal Mexicans in this country. Right. We have murdered 45 million. We have allowed women to murder 45 million babies. Now, aren't those Mexicans just replacing the uh, the 45 million babies that were replaced? Uh, I, seems I don't like, even know what to say about that. seems like Fred. apples and oranges to me, Fred. <laughs> huh? It seems like apples and oranges to me. Well, it's just, it's just like, well, I'm just saying. They, I think those they people would have come here anyway. They're raising the population. But if you had that 45 million babies, the population would still be the same. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a, there's a point hidden in there somewhere. Huh? <laughs> I just said, Brad, that there's a point hidden in there somewhere. I'm sure of it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now on the dollar. Yes, sir. If you want to, if you want to, yeah, you know, for the blind, I think it'd be handy. Why couldn't you put like a doily edge on one on on one corner of the uh, of the dollar bill? Have have a dollar with one type of a doily edge. You know, I'm talking about a doily edge. It fe- so it'll feel different, is what it'll, you're so saying. It'll feel different on, yeah. in, on the next on the five dollar bill. I suppose have a you could. Yeah, I suppose you could, but I mean, the National Federation of the Blind essentially is saying, "Hey, we're not having any trouble. You don't need to change this for us." Oh, I agree. So I mean, if the... it's just some liberal idiot wants, you know, they want to change everything, you right. know. And as far as as far as the war on drugs, yes. Now you took notes, DEA, didn't you, Fred? If the DEA solved the problem of war on the drugs, the DEA would all be, would all be out of a job. It's true. So they deliberately keep the. I'm, I'm sorry, but they deliberately keep the war on drugs going. Sure, they do. It justifies their jobs. Yeah, and they're teaming up. Believe it or not, they team it. Uh, they team up with the drug cartels at the highest levels uh, to I ensure. Be yeah, no, it's it's true, man. Um, they essentially the way it works is very simple. They uh, the cartels are sending in uh, mules from Mexico and other places. They send in their mules with the drugs. And essentially what happens is, for instance, some drug dealer in America might pay the cartel with cash in advance. They'll get their products, so the cartel's got their cash for their 1,000 kilos of Coke. They send the kilo, they send the 1,000 kilos of Coke over the border. Uh, with the, the, the drug dealer gets his hands on it. And at that point, the cartel sacrifices one of their lower dealers, one of their low-end dealers. They call their buddies at the DEA and they say, "Hey, this guy is driving on this road. He's going, you know, he's in this particular vehicle, and he's got X amount of whatever on him." And the DEA goes, they pull the guy over, they get to to uh, confiscate the drugs, they get a big bust, they get to, you know, get a their picture in the newspaper, standing next to all the drugs, they saying, it's a, Look, "It's a happy drug bust party." Right? Yeah, we're winning yeah. the war on drugs, boy. We're doing so great. When in fact, they're just teaming up with the uh, the drug dealers and the drug the major drug dealers just sacrifice one of their own guys from time to time in return for protection. One more thing, real fast. Yep. Remember this on our Constitution. This Constitution was written for a moral society. It's totally inadequate for an immoral society. You know, right now, the immoral society is the welfare state. The welfare state is saying, the hell with the Constitution. Well, and the I'm immoral sorry. people are the ones who are getting into government and using it uh, for their own, towards their own ends, to well, mold society in they're the way they want. Even the ones who claim to be moral, even the ones well, who claim that they want to have a nice Christian want, society. Not moral. I agree with it's you. Like a woman who aborts their baby is not moral. Hey, Fred, yeah. uh, well, now, I don't know about that. That's a, that's an individual decision. Uh, you can say that, but I say it's, you know, if you're going to have a bad life, if, if having a baby is going to ruin your life or put you in jeopardy, I think it may be a tough decision to make. It may be uh, very difficult for them to make, but I won't pass judgment and call them immoral. 85% of all mothers who do have babies are in the workforce. So even though the women aren't aborted, but, the, the, but there's nobody home raising these children. Last night on All the, the more uh, reason to not MS, have them, Fred. And last night on MSNBC, they did an hour and a half program on, on diabetes. And these kids, I mean, I'm sorry, the average kid 
teenager drinks a quart, actually eats a quart of sugar every week. Yeah, it's That's crazy. immoral, too. <laughs> well, it is immoral. I wouldn't. Because, yeah, I, you know, you're supposed to have. You're supposed to keep your body healthy. I agree. I drink water all the time. I don't drink I do soda too. pop. <laughs> hey, uh, Fred. One thing. I want to. I want to thank you for calling uh, KGEZ. I had talked to the program director over there, and they're considering change, uh, adding more Free Talk Live to their lineup because yeah, I you. Asked, I asked for another. Half, I asked for the next hour. That's sure. awesome, and we're working on it. So thank you for doing that, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Fred. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You too. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It makes a difference. One phone call to a local station to talk to the local program director absolutely makes a difference. They really do care what you think. So don't hesitate to call your local program directors and either ask for Free Talk Live or ask for more Free Talk Live if you don't have all 18 hours a week. Is Diet Coke more moral than regular Coke? Localfact.freetalklive.com will get you more information there. That's localfaq.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Kim in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Okay, I just want to keep it short. I'll just... Uh... Look, the only thing they'd have to change is the, the denominations higher than the dollar bill. Uh, most vending machines use a dollar bill for, for you know, to make them work, so it wouldn't be a drastic change. Plus, the fact that we're the only uh, we're the only country in the free world that that has all the money as they came identified. Most European countries, uh, blind people can identify the money. Plus, there are some places you don't want to use a credit card. I mean, you might mm-hmm. want to, you know, I've been ripped off three times in really? my lifetime. That doesn't sound like a whole lot, but I mean, you know, um, it's just, I think it, it's, I, I like to have the option of uh, identifying my own money and not, be, and not being cheated. How about this? How about how about instead of retooling the entire Federal Reserve system and all the dollars, how about we just abolish the Fed, abolish the Federal Reserve, and allow the marketplace to create um, competing currencies, and therefore, if the market deems it appropriate, you'll have your uh, blind compatible currency. How about that for a solution? The market won't see. Wait, you can't do those kind of things. The market doesn't do those kind of things. You can't depend on the market to do that. The, the market doesn't supply things for blind people. Oh, of course they supply things for blind people, but you can't. Uh, I mean, if they, if they supply things for blind people, a lot, of, a lot of blind people can't afford the things they supply. Yeah, they I, got I, they got some marvelous things for blind people that we can't afford. And half the stuff they supply. If I didn't, ha- if I didn't had never had a job. I would never be able to afford any of this kind of stuff. I mean, well, I've got a computer now. It talks and everything. The software for it costs $800. You know, for you, you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, we have to pay $800 for software. And there's no assistance out there for you beyond the government? Is that what you're saying? Uh, there's a few foundations that do stuff like that. But, I mean, they're hard to find. And most people are too proud to try to. I see what you're saying. I bet if you, uh, I bet if you got over your pride and you really needed the help and you went to local charitable organizations, I'm sure you'd find somebody uh, that could help you get the get the things that you needed. But that, that's that's like begging for charity. Uh, well, then, then the pride is the issue. Then that's charity. what it is, and I understand. Well, um, and let's let's look at this. So it's like begging for charity. But if um, we were to make changes to the dollars, and I think that it's a great idea to make changes to the dollars, but um, let's say I don't. Let's say I think it's a crazy idea. And matter of fact, I don't like blind people for some weird reason. My mom was killed by a blind person. Okay, whatever. Um, whatever the reason is, um, yeah. you know, if if we decide to to retool um, the Federal Reserve um, and you know make all the dollars different, um, not besides the one dollar bills then um, somebody has to pay for that. And that means that the taxpayer has to pay for it. I have to pay for it. 
and forced al- charity. Although it might it be a good idea. It's not going to cost you much. It, it, it wouldn't you know, constitute people, much, but it would, you know, e- are, stealing a dollar is still like stealing. People are going to pay for anything, so, I mean, they, you know, why, why do people pay for wars? Oh, I agree with you. I don't think we should be paying for war either. But thank you for the call, Kim. We appreciate it, man. 800-259-9231. On the way, one of our listeners in West Virginia to our station there thinks we're pinko commies. We'll explain on the way. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You take control. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The packet 8 toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. That again, freetalklive.com. We jump into the calls. It is the show about your calls. Let's talk to Mark in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind, sir? Um, I was just listening, and they mentioned, I must have missed the First part of it, but the money part, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the sizes of money, yes. They actually had that in Canada now for about six or seven years now. And for some parts of it, because I am very visually impaired, though not blind myself, mm-hmm. it's a bonus. Larger numbers makes it a little easier to see in dark areas and those things. But I see. Adding things like Braille to the money... Is good when the bill is brand new. Yeah, yeah. After Once that, it change about three hands. Um, though I'm not overly sensitive to it because I just don't need it yet. It's right. Still really hard to read and feel after. I don't know. How good point. Long so it makes to, more but, sense because uh, what, what you're responding to is one of our callers suggesting maybe a textual ch- uh, textual change to the bill. Well, um, he was he was um, texture change more uh, suggesting like you know the edges of the bill be changed right. in some way like a you know um, that would be. A lot easier. But in this case, uh, you're just saying the different sizes works the best? Um, Well, if you can't see it at all, it wouldn't really matter. But for those with, say, low vision, uh, they're trying to remember from the comparison, probably doubling the size of the font of, say, just the numbers themselves, I know it helped me quite a bit. Though I know back when it was quite a while ago now, probably 10 years ago or more, my uncle actually has the same issue with his eyes, so he was completely blind. Um, got this machine that could actually read the bills themselves. Hmm. Though apparently it could only read certain types of money. And when it first came out, it was this thing, this year this bill came out and we'll be able to read it and so forth. So it was a little new at the time, but interesting. it is pretty bulky. If you can remember the size of those old Sega Game Gear devices, it was about the size of one of those. Gotcha. Oh, by the way, interesting uh, point that I didn't even think to bring up. Nicholas emails in. Because I heard you talking about the Federal Reserve notes that are indistingu- uh, indistinguishable by people who can't see. And he mentions that in regards to the free market, because the last guy that called in claimed that, oh, the marketplace won't do anything for the blind people. Well, in the free market, there would be market-based currency that is blind-friendly. As you can see, the Liberty Dollar is indeed different lengths. So the existing, already existing alternative currency already has that feature. Yeah. So it's it's out there right now, and I didn't even think to mention it. And, uh, Mark, did you have any other thoughts for us? Um, just that there is one other option without the marketplace or government involving whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And one thing I was taught and practiced a little bit is just different ways of folding the money yourself. So that does usually mean you might right. need someone to give you a hand with it. 
But no, there's other options that are completely free. It works. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number. That's 1-800-259-9231. Well, I've been saving this for hour number three, Mark, because this is the hour that airs in West Virginia, Charleston, uh, on Supertalk mm-hmm. 950, WVTS. Do love them. Uh, we do love Supertalk. And the reason I'm saving it was because it's from one of our listeners, or somebody who claims to be a former listener of Supertalk. Uh, it was actually somebody took the time to send this email, not to us, not to the program director, but to the morning show host on that particular station. Many people don't know the difference in what they're listening to in any given station. Right. They don't they just, know that we're not in West Virginia doing the show. They don't realize that we're syndicated on you know 20-something stations nationwide. They have their favorite host, and they know how to email him, and that's it. I right. You know, so, I mean, I, I think it's just as effective sending it to the morning show. So the morning show guy passed it on to the program director, who then passed it on to me. And now I have it in my hot little email box from Nitro. He says... I'm really sorry to say this, but I'll no longer be listening to WVTS as of 12 p.m. today. Between the <laughs> it's, like a, it's like he's going to blow himself up or something. Part of this doesn't make any sense, and we'll get to that part here in a moment. Between the dead air, the preemption of popular nationally aired talk shows with local basketball, and now this commie pinko free talk live, I can't take any more. I'm sure SK and her ilk like Mr. Head, I think his name is, well, you can guess, and the liberal used car salesman Chris are supping at the trough of this filth. I used to now, listen. I'm not from, sure what he's talking I don't about know there. Either. But I, I would like to say, having um, worked at a uh, small, uh, you know, mid mid market uh, AM, mm-hmm. it's not the easiest thing in the world um, to be able to uh, provide reasonably co- reasonably priced advertising that advertisers will buy and have somebody sitting by the board every second. I mean, sometimes dead air happens, it's true. and usually it's for 60 seconds. It's not that big of a deal if you you know hum hum a little something to yourself, you'll be fine in a minute when it all comes back on. <laughs> he says, I used to listen from 10 a.m. to after midnight. Now, we have to tolerate radio sponsored by Nazis billionaires like Bezos and Soros, since no one with good sense will sponsor this crap. I'd really <laughs> like to hear your comments on this. Try to do it by Friday. Good Lord, I thought it was till noon or something. Mid- uh, he he, sent, it, today, he or... sent it Thursday, uh, I guess. Anyway... So I'm a little to, confused by this gentleman in general. I wanted to address uh, the, the portion of the email that has to do with us, and that uh, he is the part that we can understand. Right, he thinks that we're commie pinkos. Well, and I can assure you um, of one thing: we are not commie. Heck no, we're 180 degrees away from commie mm-hmm. pinkos. In fact, uh, our man Dave Evans, the program director of the station, actually went to bat for us after addressing the dead air. He points out that. You know, and this applies to every radio station. He says, yeah, we've got dead air on occasion. This can happen with any computer operation or mm-hmm. whenever we're taken off the air due to a technical problem at our transmitting site or lack of power at either our studios or transmitting And site. sometimes it's the syndicates themselves. Um, it's, it's true. It does happen, you know, certain times of the year. Um, you know, the sunspots get and the sun gets in the way. Sunspots will prevent any programming from coming through. And, you know, it just happens. I'm sure that you're referring to a couple of weeks ago, the entire south side of Charleston was without power for much of the afternoon. We do the best we can to eliminate problems before they happen, but there are certain things that are just beyond our control. What are you going to do about a power outage? I mean, you can whip out the generator, and I'm sure they had one, but it takes it a while. You know, it takes you a while to get in there and pull it out and hook it up. And mm-hmm. anyways, knock the cobwebs off of it. And then um, the the one thing I agree with the guy on is sports. I, as a talk radio listener, 
I hate it when talk shows or talk stations put sports on at night. I'm with you. I don't like sports um, as far as programming goes. I'm a talk radio listener. I don't think that they really uh, belong on a talk show, on a talk um, talk radio station. But somewhere out there, somebody does think that makes sense. And I'll tell you, sports pay. Right. That's the point. As Dave puts it, like it or not, we preempt for local sports, and he names the station or the uh, the teams. Our only source of revenue is advertising sales, and sports brings in revenues, which allow us to operate our radio station during yeah, basketball they do. season. They, they bring in a disproportionately large amount of revenue. As you mentioned, it's a small market too. I think there's only like 300,000 people that live in uh, in Charleston. Mm-hmm. During basketball season, we'll be preempting national programs. Uh, at certain times, we're not the only AM stations in the country that do this. Nationally syndicated shows understand the need for local revenues, which is why on Free Talk Live, we don't mind. We understand. Yeah. We understand that as a night show, there are going to be stations that have to run sports, and that's okay. We'll be and here for them when they don't need uh, when they don't have their sports. It on. gives us a niche um, that we can um, slide into that we don't require make goods on our commercials like many of the larger shows do. And then finally, he addresses Free Talk Live, and Dave says, and he does as good a job as I think we would here. He says Free Talk Live debuted on WVTS Saturday nights in early October. The program's live three hours every night, Monday through Saturday nights. We pick up the last hour of the program, or we picked it up on a Monday through Friday basis, beginning December 22nd. Yours is the first complaint which we have received on this program. I take issue with your labeling this program as commie pinko. Free Talk Live is libertarian and is one of the two programs that we air that slant in that direction. Neil Bortz is the other. Politically, libertarians, less government, are direct opposites of communists, right. more government control. I don't expect you to agree with everything that is said or discussed on our airwaves, but if that which we air initiates debate, then all the better. Free Talk Live is lively, it's topical, the hosts are young, in fact, young enough to be my kids, and yes, it's irreverent and edgy. Give Ian and Mark their due for being neither pro-Republican nor pro-Democrat, but pro-freedom. Sort of like our forefathers wanted. And then he goes on to thank him for listening to uh, to their station and uh, hopes he keeps listening. Yeah, I, you know, I hope he does too. And it's... It's what people often do um, is they they threaten their listenership, um, you know, when these circumstances arrive. I disagree with what that host says. I'm not going to listen to this station or that program or whatever anymore. You know, it's not really entering into the the conversation. You're not entering into the debate. Hey, if you've got a problem, call in and let's talk about it. I emailed the guy, gave him our number, told him what time to call in. We've yet to hear from him. Because I can assure you. We're not communists. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. I think I know how it is people come to these conclusions. I'd love to hear it. And uh, I'll explain that here in a moment. Your calls as well about anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The listener map is there. We've got a bunch of listeners from around the world, over 1,700 of them that have added themselves to our international map of listeners. Head over to map.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. That is map.freetalklive.com. And what's your liberty issue? Is it the right to bear arms? Register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Panelists include pro-Second Amendment New Hampshire state representatives and gun organizations, as well as Bill Westmiller, the national chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Visit freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information and get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We were talking a moment ago about an email that we got from Nitro, uh, who is apparently one of our listeners in... 
Charleston, West Virginia, listens to Super Talk 950 WBTS, and he'd emailed into their morning show host about Free Talk Live. And the email was filtered through the program director and got down to me. And his complaint is that we're, he believes that we're sponsored by uh, apparently Bezos and Soros, Nazi billionaires in his opinion. Maybe he's getting this because we talked about the spaceship uh, thing last night. Which Jeff Bezos? Maybe that's who he's referring to the the uh, the founder of Amazon.com. I can't figure it out. I mean, I I sincerely wish we were paid off by uh, rich Nazi billionaires. Um, yeah. I would like to be uh, you know wealthy and not working for a living, but in fact, I work very hard every day, all day, selling yeah, commercials on this. And the only people that uh, buy uh, you know that seem to be buying commercials are people that want to sell products. Yeah, they're not no, billionaires. No, not Nazi billionaires. We are not interested in talking financiers. to financiers. I'm afraid that's just not the case. Also, we're not commie pinkos. Uh, as Dave, the program director of the station, pointed out, we're pro-liberty. We're pro-freedom. Um, communists tend to support the state. Uh, communists tend to support wealth redistribution. In fact, if you look at what Free Talk Live believes and you compare Free Talk Live's set of beliefs, you, your mind in general, Mark, to Republicans and Democrats, those are the ones that seem like commie pinkos to me. Yeah. I mean, we've gone through the the ten uh, planks of the Communist Manifesto on the air here on Free Talk Live. Not because we're cheering them on, but because we're pointing out that the United States has adopted about seven to eight of the ten. I think we determined it was like seven and a half. We've adopted over seven of the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto. And most Americans accept them all as the way it is here in America. Most Americans, if you told them that they were supporting communism by, say, supporting government schools, they would be outraged. They would say, what do you mean I'm a communist? I deserve a free education. But there it is. It's plank number seven or something like that. It's that, in uh, there. State-sponsored uh, education. Government control of education is one of the planks of the Communist it. Manifesto. Government control of transportation, another plank of the Communist Manifesto. I don't have them in front of me right now, but it is stunning when you go through that list. And to suggest that we're commies and pinkos? Not at all. In fact, what I believe leads people to this uh, conclusion, and obviously there are very few people who come to these conclusions, because if you listen long enough, there's no way you could think that we're communists. I think it's just a matter of somebody hearing a show once, maybe uh, since he's a radio listener. Yeah, maybe for two minutes. And you hear us talking about something different than you normally hear on a station. I mean, talk radio, let's be honest, it has a bit of a conservative bend to it for the most part. Mm -hmm. A so-called conservative, whatever that means. And uh, the opinions that we're expressing are many times contrary to what the Republican Party and also the Democrat Party believe and advocate. And so when you've got somebody who's used to listening to Rush Limbaugh or whoever it is that is on during the daytime, and then they come across Free Talk Live, and we are essentially uh, gutting their favorite politicians or essentially attacking some of their uh, long-held belief systems, because I am an iconoclast. I'm somebody who uh, destroys long-held beliefs. It's something that I do. Or at least attack them. I attack them, yes. And I, I do a pretty good job of destroying them as well. But I can understand that when you come across a message that is contrary to what you're used to hearing come out of your radio speakers, that you'll immediately say, what? 
What are this station doing allowing these liberals on the air? That is, if you're used to listening to uh, conservative content. But right, if you're conservative, then everybody who disagrees with you is a liberal. That's the nature. That's the idea. That's the nature of the name calling and the exclusion. Right. You're that a goes, commie pinko if you don't agree with what Rush says. But I would challenge you if you're sitting out there thinking right now these guys are commie pinkos. Please give us a call, and I will show you that in fact you're closer to a commie pinko than I am. I've got the, uh, 10 the number is 800-259-9231. We can run down those in a moment. But on the other hand, so if you're used to listening to the conserv- to mostly so-called conservative shows all day and you hear Free Talk Live for t- five minutes, you're going to be shocked. There, there's a chance. But then again, there's also a chance that we'll be talking about something you'll agree with, like ending gun control and that sort of thing. And on the other hand, there are stations nowadays that have more of a so-called progressive viewpoint where you've got Al Franken and these other guys that are on the air, and they're, they're liberal types. But they're doing the same kind of talk radio as conservatives, just from the liberal side. And if you put Free Talk Live on a station like that, and we're on some of those stations too. Yep. We're on both types of stations. We've been kicked off both of those kind of stations for disagreeing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. And uh, so if you're listening to liberal talk all day long, and then you hear five minutes of Free Talk Live advocating for the end of gun control, you're going to think, what are these conservatives doing on my station? Well, that's because you are in, you are stuck in this two-party system. You're stuck in this dueling mentality of the reds versus the blues, and you don't think there's anything else out there. But I have news for you, F.P. Nitro, or F.P. Motes, or whatever his name is. I have news for you, pal. There are other options, and there are people who don't side with the Republicans or the Democrats. Those are we are those people, mm-hmm. and we are not and most of the pinkos. I'll tell you, that's a large percentage of the American population that does not believe what the Republicans it's or true. the Democrats say. Not something only in like between the sixty and seventy percentile. It's uh, it's also a large percentage of the talk radio listenership as well. Sixty-two mm-hmm. percent of talk radio listeners, according to Talkers Magazine's independent study, sixty-two percent are neither Republican nor are they Democrat. These are people that are are listening to talk radio because, well, they love talk radio and they like the conflict and they like uh, what's going on. They maybe uh, like the personalities of the host, whatever their reasons are. But that doesn't mean that they agree with what the hosts are saying. And as uh, I listen, I listen to Rush almost every day. I don't agree with him. Yeah, as Dave Evans, the program director of WVTS, pointed out, um, as long as we're getting people to think. And getting people to disagree and 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 think about things and and have air conversations, air uh, fresh ideas. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. So once again, if you think Free Talk Live is commie pinko, do what I suggested to Mr. Moats here, and call in and confront us with the allegation, because I'd like to know what you believe, what it is that we've said that could possibly make you think that. No, no, it doesn't count if we've been making fun of the president, because I'll make fun of uh, Bill Clinton, I'll make fun of Gerald Ford, I'll make fun of Ronald Reagan, I'll make fun of George Bush. I don't like those guys. They're big government freaks in my book, and I don't care what the letter after their name is, if it's R or D, it doesn't matter. What matters is the results, and the results of those presidents, more government. No thank you. Now, you've got the Communist Manifesto. I do, I've got it right here. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Let's see, Mark. Will we agree with anything in the Communist Manifesto? Mm, Not no. bloody likely. But we'll explore it because this guy probably doesn't even know what it is. We'll come back with more. 800-259-9231. Your call's about anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. we got live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well for your listening convenience at freetalklive.com. So do enjoy those. They're on us. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to that kind of thing. It's free. Freetalklive.com. We were talking about an email that we got in from one of our listeners in uh, Charleston, West Virginia, listening to Supertalk WPTS 950. And uh, he believed, or believes, that we're commie pinkos. And the program director effectively rebutted him, saying, What? These guys are 180 degrees away from communists. You can't get further away from communism if you're a libertarian. I mean, libertarianism is the furthest possible uh, p- position right. away from it communism. It really is, and uh, the first plank of the Communist Manifesto proves that. Okay. Um, libertarianism is all about self-ownership, self-responsibility. Individual rights. Personal property, those kind of things. Point one on the uh, Communist Manifesto, the abolition of private property and the application of all rents of land to public purposes. We couldn't possibly be communist. No, we don't believe, um, we believe that if property taxes should exist, they should be very low. Um, you don't believe, I don't in, them believe in them at, at all, and I would prefer to see um, some other better um, property form taxes of are uh, taxation. Now, now, one of the reasons we're going over this is to not only prove that we're not commies, but also to prove that America is awfully communist. It sure is. And so, abolishing property taxes, or actually, excuse me, having property taxes in the first place, is evidence that there's no such thing as private property. Most conservatives would like to see things pretty much kept the, the way they are, status right. quo maintained. That makes conservatives. Communists. Well, because if you go if you go to a conservative and say, "Hey, man, you know what? I don't like the the, the services that the government provides in this town, and I don't want to pay property taxes anymore." Well, they'll say they'll come back and say, "Well, you've got to pay property taxes. We all have to pay property taxes." And then a conservative will start talking like a liberal and say, "Well, it's your fair share now, Mark. Yeah, you've got to pay your fair share." They'll sound just like, "What about your so? But I don't want to pay my fair share. What about your social contract?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remarkable how quickly they'll turn. Let's go some more uh, planks from the Communist Manifesto. And that's area that conservatives aren't very good at arguing at, by the way. What? You know, the sort of, they sounding like liberals. They, they don't have any idea what to do. With, <laughs> when you talk about smaller government that the yeah. conservatives prepared to talk about, whoa, they don't know what they're doing. Okay, so point two, a heavy progressive or graduated income tax. We got it. We, well, we have a... It's we, heavy, my friend. I think it's heavy. We, we certainly have a graduated income tax. It's right here. United States, there's nothing to be said about yep. it. Yep. Communism. Number, number three. So that's two, right? Two of two. Because if you don't think that the government owns your land, by the way, stop paying your property tax. See what happens. See what happens. Because you don't own it. The government does. And you pay them in order to live there. Right. They're allowing you to lease it from them in the form of property taxes. Yep. Oh, they give you the right to transfer the title around, but yeah. you still don't own it. Abolition of all rights of inheritance. Now... Well, you can you can uh, definitely bequeath things to to people here in the United States, but they, not all rights have been abolished. Not no, no, all of them. no, we're not saying it's a completely communist nation. We're just saying it's getting there. Right, quick. If it's even a little bit of one of these, it's a little bit communist. Right. And in this case, there's death taxes and all right. kinds of taxes. We're halfway there. Right. <laughs> so it's not the abolition, but it's it's getting there. Okay. Number I'll, four. We'll call that halfway on yep. that one. Confiscation of the property of all immigrants and rebels, and they might say mm, drug. Uh, dealers and choosers, 
Uh, well, they're rebelling against the laws. They it's a nation are. of laws, Mark. And uh, I don't know if you'll uh, they'll the state will confiscate your property if you rebel against it or if you uh, illegally immigrate here, but you will lose your property because while you're sitting in jail, whatever it is will be just disappear. It'll well, they've go been away. going around. They've been going around uh, confiscating the immigrants themselves. Yeah. And uh, if you are an illegal immigrant, so called, and they kick in your door. And they take you out of your home. They've essentially taken all of your your things because they can walk right in there and take as much of that as they would like to. And you know, I don't know about you, but I've got to pay rent every month or a mortgage payment every and a mortgage payment every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't pay those, the, the bank's going to take them or somebody's going to take I mean, them. If you're taking my person somewhere, you've taken away all of my. It's property. very difficult to write checks from jail. Yeah. Five centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital and exclusive. A monopoly. We've had that for, since 1913, the yep. Federal Reserve System. It's the Federal Reserve. and um, Fiat currency right here in the U.S. FDIC is all wrapped up in there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they have no business being involved in it. And as far as I'm concerned, money, um, the, the coining of money shouldn't be involved, you know, the state shouldn't be involved with it at all. Yep. Money should be worth something, and people want to exchange it. If they took the Federal Reserve notes, the greenbacks, out of, current, out of circulation right now, believe me, we'd have money the next day. Somebody would create money. Sure they would. There'd be money in it for them. Yep. Six, centralization of the means of communication and transportation in the hands of the state. Well, the FCC licenses a television station. Licenses radio. They, they, they decide whether what you can and cannot say on the television. You can't talk about scatological stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about uh, prurient sexual interests. And I bet the conservatives really like that sort of thing. Uh, it, a good Christian conservative would yep. be all for that. Yeah, that's, that's that kind that's of thing. That's communist plank. It, it is a communist plank. Now, uh, they aren't um, regulating entirely um, the news and uh, that's coming out of right. off the radio and television, but they're regulating it a little bit, so it's a little bit communist. The foot's in the door. Yeah, sure is. Um, number seven, extension of factories and instruments of production owned by the state, the bringing into cultivation of wastelands, the improvement of the soil generally in accordance with a common plan. Um, this is yeah, this one not so much. I mean, there certainly is a Department of Agriculture. There's the EPA and, and those you know, National Park Service, right. those kind of things. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Eight, equal liability of all labor. Establishment of industrial armies, especially for agriculture. Um, we've got the minimum wage here in the United mm-hmm. States. It's a very, very communist sort of thing. Um, you, you know, they they've got all kinds th- of business regulations, that sort of thing. We, um, you know, the uh, as far as trade goes, the United States has given uh, China the most favored trading uh, nation trading status. Now, what happens to the rest of the nations? Hmm. I mean, isn't that an issue? So, I mean, that one's yeah, it's it's a little right. <laughs> Nine. I mean, we're, we've been knocking them out of the park so far here, mm-hmm. Mark. Oh, there's lot, some big a, ones. There's a lot of communism going on here. We in got the six States. out of ten so far. Right. You know, we're going to have six out of ten, maybe seven out of ten. Yep. Combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries, global abolition of the distinction between town and country by a more equitable distri- distribution of population over the country. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, you know, there's zoning rules, and right. that doesn't allow you to to get too dense in certain property, for instance. True. Um, if people want to live, if if I wanted to build really dense um, apartments on my my land, I wouldn't be able to because it's not zoned that way. Right. And what if people wanted to live there? Oh, and that's the zoning bureaucrats well, that telling goes, them they couldn't do that. Right. That goes back around to number one with the fact that uh, private property is, doesn't exist here in the United States in the form of you. If you want to build something on what you believe to be your property, right. And the government board, the zoning bureaucrats, don't agree with it. No go. Yeah. They'll come just, and send the cops to stop you if yeah, you try. They'll, they'll bulldoze your stuff down. Yep. If you do it. 
Um, and that just goes back to the common ownership, uh, the communistic ownership of land. Because right. if you own your own land, you don't have to go to some board of uh, officious bureaucrats to ask permission to do things to it. Right. It's your land or it's not. And those people that are in the government shouldn't have anything to say about it. And you either support communism or you don't. Number 10, the big one. Free education for all children in public schools. Abolition oh boy. of children's factory labor in its present form combination of education with industrial production. That's the done tenth, and done. That's the tenth plank of the of the communist manifesto. Public education is the tenth plank of the communist Mark, manifesto. It's for the children. Public education it's for the is children. communist. Whatever it is, it's communist. Whether you believe in it or not, if you believe in public education, you're a stinking communist. You're a pinko. That's fair it. share, Mark. Fair share. The, pinko. Yeah. Communist. You can say you can use whatever nomenclature you want to use. And that's it. Now, I can make great arguments as to why fair share and public schools are a bad idea. But if you believe this, if you're sitting out there and you think that we need public schools, that public schools are the backbone of America. If you think your kids deserve a free education. You've been lied to. You've been tricked. And you're a communist, whether you knew it or not. It's harsh, man. Hearing you say those things, I think a lot of people think that's pretty harsh, but it's true. It's, I mean, this isn't – we're not making this up. This is old Karl Marx. I mean, a, the founder of It's a spade is a spade. Right. And that's it. If you believe in public education, if you don't think we could make it without public education, unfortunately, you're a, you're a pinko because socialist. Because you want to take my money – because if you support government education, it means you want to take my money and everybody else's money by the force of government, the point of a gun, take it into the central pool, take it all together and hand it out to government schools so they can take care of the children. Well, that is wealth redistribution of the lowest order. It is communistic. It is, it is communism. Welfare for middle class people. Because that's on the way. Been, this is your show. School. It's Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything even in these remaining moments. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. The Packet 8 toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. You, though, can support us on a voluntary basis by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. As over 300 of our listeners have chosen to do, you can join the ranks of the amplifiers. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Essentially, it's a way for you to help support Free Talk Live above and beyond considering all the stuff that we do for free, all the features on our website that we just give away that those other radio talk show hosts want to charge for. We do it all for free. In fact, I would say we have even more content than they charge for on their websites we have it for free. So we ask that you go to amp.freetalklive.com, pony up three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. And what we do with the money is we help promote the show onto more radio stations. We just crossed into our 20th station today. Now uh, we're, on, uh, we're go on and above 20 stations at this point. And uh, it's awesome. It's happening because of you guys. It's happening because of the amplifiers. And you can become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Great way to help support the message of freedom and liberty, to help propagate it out there to those people who believe all kinds of crazy things, to those poor, poor Americans who have been snookered by the system. They have been indoctrinated so effectively that they believe that they, they live in a land of the free. They believe that they live in the freest country in the world, when in fact what they actually live in is a country that is increasingly 
heading down and quickly heading down the path towards tyranny in the form of socialism and communism and fascism. All this sort of this mixed together. We're not just a communist nation. We're also a fascist nation as well, all at the same time. Yeah, we're moving um, the wrong direction on the uh, lists of the freest countries in the world. Yes, we uh, there's, are. You know, th- there's countries, Ireland, um, what, wasn't, it's not Singapore, Belarus. Hong Kong. Um, it's not Belarus, the other one that's over there. Oh, um, gosh. Um, it begins with a B. Oh, well. Um, what can mm-hmm. I tell you? Singapore, Hong Kong. Estonia. Estonia. Moving up on the list. That was the one that I was yeah. referring to. So, yeah, they're all moving up, and we're moving down. The freedoms are going away in the United States, but yet Americans will still yell and scream about how they're in the best country in the whole wide world, and we've Strike got the best system. Strike up the band. Dun, 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 yep. dun, dun, Our dun, government dun, 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 is, dun, dun. hey, they don't call themselves communists, so it must be a free country, right? Now, I, I would say that America is a great country, and I would also say that um, we live in a very communist world, mm. and that needs to change, too. Sure it does. What humans need are the freedoms that God gave them. and If you believe in God. Well, or, I don't understand how, how quite how you could get them otherwise. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm sure atheists believe in I know I know atheists believe in rights. You could, just re- one. you could just respect the freedoms of everybody else. If you grant the freedoms to everyone else and they grant them to you, then you've got them. Um, if you support them being taken away, then inevitably someone will take yours away someday. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's really sad what has happened to Americans, and it has happened with their tacit approval. It has happened with their consent. They have been sold a bill of goods that is a communist bill of goods. We just spent the last segment, and uh, we did it in record time, too. Normally, we we could have dragged that out for an entire hour, the Communist Manifesto. Uh, But we went through the ten different planks in the Communist Manifesto and pointed out all of the areas where we match up where the Communist Manifesto has been enacted right here in the United States. They just haven't changed the name of this, the government. It's still called a representative republic, though our uh, representatives love to call it a democracy for some reason. Um, and uh, interestingly, that's what the communists call their countries, too. Democracies. democracies. People's Republic of China. Mm-hmm. That's a republic, too. That's a republic. Um, it, 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 but isn't it the People's Democratic Republic of China? Maybe. I don't know. PDRC. I've only seen it written as PRC. Okay. But nonetheless... Even the Chinese are figuring out that this whole communism thing eh, didn't work out so well. Let's no, they're move moving towards, to, freedom. towards freedom. They are. And uh, it's making... Uh, of course, they of, have a long way to go to even sure get to do. where we are. Yes, um, that much is true. But on the other hand, their government isn't as big as or as well-funded uh, no, as this particular government not. is. So there's, it's, it's apples and oranges to an extent. But, it, but if you fall under the eye of their government, you're in a lot worse shape. Sure. Especially if you're the 50,000 dogs that they executed earlier this year. China certainly has its problems. Absolutely. But they, uh, they're kind of figuring it out. And they've got an example that they can look to in Hong Kong, an area where there's much less government regulation. The freest place economically on Earth. According to in two different independent studies, Hong Kong is the freest place on Earth. Um, and it's sad that the United States isn't. It's sad that the United States is somewhere around number 10 or number 13 on those lists. And that it's been dropping over the years. But all the while, Americans are waving their flags and cheering and going to parades. And, woo boy, this is the freest country. No, sir, it's not. The freedom is uh, deteriorating in America. And if you don't see it happening, it's because you aren't paying attention. Well, the, the biggest reason for the deterioration of freedoms are the taxes. I mean, no. The biggest reason but, uh, is the apathy of the people. Uh, I, I would agree with that, but uh, that's how the that's how the, the the freedoms have deteriorated is is the taxes. You know, the taxes have gone up. You've you've fed these government bureaucracies. They've gotten bigger. They want to they want to do more things. 
when government bureaucracies do more things, they limit your freedom every single time. So as they do more stuff, your freedoms diminish. Oh, but Mark, we get more services. We get more services from the government as a result. Isn't that worth trading a few freedoms for? Isn't it worth trading away? I mean, isn't the freedom of not having to decide where to send your kids to school worth the service of having the government take care of it for you? No, because where they end up sending them are the crappiest schools around. Even if you have a good, and getting worse. You know, even if you have a good public school um, in your area, it's funded, um, you know, inefficiently. The the it costs way too much money to send students there, and it's crap look at the, look in at the private schools the privates. compared um, comparative to um, how much money they spend per student at a public school. Yep. I know when I went to a private school that the numbers were like it was almost it was double. Um, it about is a, yeah. Yeah, a public school. It costs double to send somebody to a crappy public school where they learn how to knife fight and cuss like a sailor than it was at my the, the best um, academic school in the county that I went to. And it's not free. The government education system. Isn't free. Yeah, try not paying your property taxes if you think that it's free. If you're paying rent, you're paying property taxes of the landlord. Absolutely. And therefore, you're paying for the government school system. You've got a renter. And I, I know that you'd, you'd immediately cut their uh, their rent if you'd have to cut their rent if uh, they did away with property taxes. I'd knock them out $250 a month. That'd be over $3,000 a year they'd save. They'd save $3,000 a year in paying rent. Yeah. That's enough money to That's, send their kid to school. And the reason, and it's not just you being nice, the reason that you would do that is because every other landlord who didn't have to pay t- taxes would do the cut same rent. thing. Yep. They'd have, you know, less overhead, so they'd have the opportunity to cut more prices, and that's how the economy works. So the Americans have been fooled, and it's been a brilliant, brilliant job on the part of the, uh, the wealth redistributionists, the communists, the commies who have taken over both the Republican and the Democratic Party. Because way back when, the Democratic Party was the, the party that stood for freedom. Way back when, way back, Thomas Jefferson was a Democrat. Oh, Democratic Republican. Whatever. Um, these organizations have been taken over from the inside out, uh, have been co-opted by political operatives who have been very successful in changing the tone, uh, in changing the parameters of the political debate in the United States, the debate is not freedom versus, uh, versus government. The debate is my government versus your government. Big government versus slightly bigger government. Or big government versus bigger government. B- big in some area versus big in another. Right. You know, and every time you put this kind of power out there, you, you dangle this power, there's going to be the people that are most attracted to it are going to claw their way towards it. The people that want that power guys. the most... Those people aren't you and I. They aren't my friends. It's just, it's just not worth it to me to have that kind of power over people. I just don't care that much to tell other people what to do. But the people who do care, imagine care a lot. what kind of people are willing to go after that. And sick, I'll tell you, sick psychopathic individuals, power hungry people that want to dangerous people punish their punish their enemies and reward their friends. Yep. They know what kind of money and influence they can get by getting into these offices. And they'll do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, they'll lie to you. They'll tell you it's for the children. They'll tell and you that's it's why we for need, your own good. We need to limit, vastly limit the amount of power that these people have because Mark, that takes they've effort. grown it over time. That takes effort on the part of individuals. Yeah. And these individuals in the United States, unfortunately, have been brainwashed into believing that they need all of these wonderful government services. Well, where would the children be if it weren't for the government? 
God knows we wouldn't we wouldn't have children and they wouldn't be cared for if it wasn't for the government. <laughs> They'd be working in factories 24 hours a day. With their days, little Mark. fingers chopped off. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. And it continues. Kids aren't that good of workers anyway. No, they're not. No. Though they could be. They could be if you'd give them the opportunity. Yeah, I started working when I was 12. Yeah. I am not ruined. I swear. You weren't taken advantage of? I, w- I was not. Abused? I was sent to get, uh, you know, I was sort of ran to get... Uh, Things like soda pops and sandwiches and that kind of thing. I'd put some. Uh, I'd put comic books in alphabetical order. Um, sometimes on a really big day, I, I'd get to sit by myself at the comic book store and watch things just to make sure. I don't know. It didn't get carted off. It has been Ian here with you and Mark. And if you are still listening and for some reason still think we're communists, <laughs> email in, call us up eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because if you're listening in. Uh, West Virginia, you're listening an hour delayed, so you have to call in the 9 o'clock Eastern hour if you want to get on the air live with us. But anyway, I think we've pretty much proven that we're anything but commie pinkos. We believe in liberty. And we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.